Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the Essen Fresen show. Today we're talking Rosh Hashanah. It's only two weeks away. So I thought I'd focus on the Simanim, the special foods that we serve on Rosh Hashanah and that have a special meaning in different communities and to us. So Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year, and this is literally translated as the head of the year. It takes place for the Southern Hemisphere in spring and for the Northern Hemisphere in autumn. And it is not celebrated in January or even in the first month of the Jewish year. It is, in fact, the seventh month. And the reason for Rosh Hashanah being the head of the year is this is when Hashem created the world for us. It is time for a fresh start and a time to ask forgiveness from our fellow Jews and from Hashem as well. So I'd like to start and say that if I have in any way offended you or caused you harm, I ask for your forgiveness. Once again, if you have any suggestions, questions, tips or information on cooking and food that you would like to share, please send us a message, SMS 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Telegram can be used 061-895-1019. Email us to onair at chaifm.com. You can even reach out on Twitter at chaifm or on the Facebook page 101.9 chaifm. And as with all Jewish holidays, food is important. Besides Torah, food is the cornerstone in celebrating our culture. We are either feasting or fasting. And this one starts with a feast. So let's talk about it. Okay, we all know eating the apple dipped in honey for a sweet jerk. But why the apple and why the honey? So while I was researching and looking up the reasons for everything, I came across an explanation for the use of an apple that really resonated with me, um, especially in the times that we're going through. And two things that I didn't know. The first one is that it's traditional to rather eat red apples for Rosh Hashanah because they are supposedly sweeter. Um, I know my family likes red and green, you know, so I put both on the table. Then I came across this article from PJ Library. So this is Rabbi Shimon Apistorf, and he explains that an apple tree grows differently than other fruits. On most fruit trees, the leaves will appear before the fruit, giving it protective cover for the young fruit to allow it to grow to what it needs to be. The apple, however, it takes a different stance. It grows first. The fruit grows before the leaves. And the Jewish people are compared to the apple because we're willing to live our lives as Jews, even if it seems to leave us unprotected. Rabbi Apostorf also suggested that dipping the apple in honey represents a symbolic bee analogy. A bee can inflict pain by its sting, yet it also produces delicious honey, he writes. Life has the same duality of potential. We pray that our choices will result in a sweet year. So I really, really love that analogy, um, especially with what's going on at the moment, that there is a lot of bitterness mixed in with the sweet. Um, and for a lot of us, we're going from sad and difficult times to celebrating. 
there is another reason for apples to be used. And this is from sort of the Middle Ages time. Um, so for most of us, we've heard the idiom, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Well, that is because in ancient times, the apple was considered to have healing powers. And that is why it is used on Rosh Hashanah, to help us heal our pain. Now, for those of you who don't want to use honey, it's not the only choice for sweetness. In fact, in the Sephardi culture, many families would rather use dates or date honey than bee honey. And this is also perfect if you are a vegan, um, then using the date honey would add your sweetness for your year. So honey cake, we've all seen everybody can get, gets honey cake every year for Rosh Hashanah, but why? What is it? So honey cake is also a way to introduce sweetness to your new year or what you hope is going to be a sweet new year. So often people will make it in batches and it's given as gifts to family and friends as a way of spreading love and happiness as well as the blessing for a sweet year ahead. The second traditional food for Rosh Hashanah is our round challah and this symbolizes the circle of life. Some people put raisins in to make it sweeter um, but it is not necessary. You can also dip your um, challah in the honey to sweeten that. The next dish that would be nice to be served for uh, Rosh Hashanah is carrots. The Yiddish word for carrots is merin. Merin also can be translated to mean to increase. And therefore, symboli carrots symbolize our hope that our merits will increase in the coming year. As such... Many people um, use tzimus. They prepare tzimus, which is carrots and prunes and potatoes. It's a sweet dish that is served as a side dish in the hope of meriting good deeds for, and sweet a sweet year. Another um, food that you could use to increase the merits or to symbolize increasing your merits for the year are black-eyed peas. Um, these are a fast-growing one, so that's what you hope for um, in, a, in a year. Now, we all know about pomegranates. Pomegranates are supposed to have 613 seeds. I'm not sure if it's true or not. I just like the story behind it. And those seeds um, symbolize the mitzvot that we are encouraged to keep throughout the year. So... And generally, most people will only eat the pomegranate once a year. It is unusual to eat them more often. So that's what we want to do. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. So we were talking about the second night and eating a new fruit. Now, this new fruit can include pomegranates but also a chance to try exotic fruits and fruits that you have not eaten in the last year. So star fruits, dragon fruits, lychees, and anything else that is coming into season right now. A point of controversy in a lot of families. Rosh Hashanah means head of the year. And the tradition is to put either a fish head, which is the Ashkenazi tradition, or even a sheep's head. Um, I know a few friends who do this with absolute horror every year. The reason for the head is to remind us that we should lead and not follow the crowd. We want to be the head and not the tail. And I think with the changing times and 
um, with what's going on in the world politically wise and everything else, I think it's important for us to remember that we don't become the sheep. We don't become the followers. We need to be the people who make the changes. We need to lead by example, um, whether it's raising your children, um, going, keeping each other safe. All of those things are quite an important thing. The next food to look at is couscous. Couscous served as your starch. Well, why couscous? Well, because couscous is made of those tiny thousands of beads, and each of those beads represents the many blessings that you would like in the world year ahead. So an unusual thing to serve instead of rice, but rice counts as well because you're going to have the many grains of rice. Once again, a reminder that if you've got any suggestions for me, questions, tips or information on cooking and food that you would like to share, or even if you, there is somebody you think would be an amazing guest to have on the show, please send us a message. You can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 150. Reach out on Telegram 061-895-1019. Email on air at highfm.com or Twitter at highfm and our Facebook page 101.9 highfm. So another food that we like is eating leeks or onions and basically that is used to um, try and cut off anyone who wishes us ill or cut off bad intentions for both ourselves and for people wishing us ill. So that's another traditional food. And then gourds or pumpkins. Um, and the reason for that is the resemblance between the word kra'a, which is pumpkin, and the word kara, which means to cut or rip. And this is to express the, the hope that any bad deeds will be ripped out of God's book and forgotten about for our year ahead. Now, I decided not to share any recipes for today. I have a brisket recipe that actually is no recipe at all. It's a brisket done in apple juice, and it is perfect for Rosh Hashanah. So, simple as this. Season your brisket, salt and pepper, then sear it on all sides to seal in your flavor. I put the brisket in my slow cooker with a cup of apple juice and two sticks of cinnamon. It's cooked on high for two to three hours, so it's just before it's finished cooking, and then I allow it to cool and slice it up. And if you don't have a slow cooker or you can't use your slow cooker because it's been used for something else, you can put it in the oven for around 160 degrees, and once again, this is three hours. You're then going to cool the meat so that you can slice it easily, and you're going to use the apple juice that is left over to turn into a gravy to pour over your meat to keep moist. Now, some people would like to can just pour the apple juice over and no further treatment is needed, I do like to thicken it a little, so on the stove, I'll pour it into a pan um, to reduce it down, adjust the seasoning. If you want to thicken it, you can stir in either some cornstarch or some flour to thicken it and make it smooth. Pour it over, cover it nicely, and in your warmer, ready for your dinner guests. So for all the information that I've had on the vegetables and all the different meanings, my sources were Chabad.org, PJ Library, and obviously my Jewish Learning websites. 
I find those the most helpful places when looking for new information. Okay, now for the part that um, I'm reluctant to discuss, and here's the reason. We are still in the midst of a massive pandemic. Whether you've been vaccinated or not, please remember the vaccine is only there to reduce the severity of COVID, not to stop COVID from happening. I am beginning to find stories and hear of people getting COVID for a second time. These are the people who got COVID in the first wave and are now facing this third wave, which thankfully for Joburg is over, but for the rest of our country is just beginning. Please, if you are going to host, we're going to talk about how to do that once again. I did discuss this at Pesach, and I'm going to talk about it again and again. So here's how to minimize your risk. The first rule is masks. You may only remove your mask when you are eating. I know they're uncomfortable. I know people feel like they can't breathe with it. You can. For those of us that wear masks eight hours a day and longer, believe us, you can breathe just fine with your mask on. So let's talk about how to host these things. Unfortunately, with the weather being as cold as it is, the preferred way to do it should be to set up outside if possible. But we know that it's going to be cold and sitting outside may not be so enjoyable. So the first thing I ask is that you have separate family tables so that each family is a bubble, that you are set three meters apart um, to avoid any you know, droplets or contamination. Your second step is disposable dishes, cutlery and cups that can be used and discarded at the end of the meal. It's even better if you can do disposable tablecloths that at the end of the meal you just wrap them up and put them in your bin. It's an easy, quick cleanup and no washing. Right, if you do get up from the table, please put your mask back on. That is the most important. Now, each family or bubble unit is going to have their own challah, their own apple and honey, and their own semanim, whichever the hostess has chosen to put on the table. They must also have their own drinks and water so that nothing is passed from table to table or family to family. Vassing should also be done in family units with each family having their own vassing cup. Now, this doesn't mean you need to go out and buy your new cup. It basically means that you can use a disposable cup that can be thrown away straight away. Preferably paper towels to dry hands, but if not, normal towels can be used. Just have something standing by that is a wash basket that the towels can put, be put directly in without handling. Then, only one person should be doing the dishing up. This person should be wearing a mask at all times and, if possible, gloves. The food needs to be dished up onto platters for each specific table or family. That way they can do buffet style at their table without spreading to others. So passing food around is not encouraged. Each family, so to avoid like serving too much, what you can do is you can arch the usually the mother or anyone in the family, who eats what, 
and dish up exactly what they've asked for. Um, you know, well, within reason. Um, if the families eat what you've dished up and they would like seconds, take a new plate or a new platter and dish it up onto that. Um, I know it doesn't look nice, but having a black bag next to each table for the disposables is an important thing to do. Once they are finished eating, all the plates and stuff goes into the black bag. And this way, nobody handles other people's crockery or cutlery or foods. Then leftovers can be either taken home by your guests or should be disposed of in dustbin bags and thrown out. Now, it does. It breaks my heart to throw out leftovers or food that is left. But in this case, health risks outweigh frugality. So this is one of the few times where I will encourage or allow, should I say, food wastage. It is one of my pet hates. I hate wasting food, but I hate seeing people with this virus even more. Once again, a reminder, if you've got any suggestions for me, questions, tips, information, or guests that you think would be great for this show, please would you share with us by messaging us on SMS 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send us a telegram on 061-895-1019 or email us on air at chayfm.com. You can reach out on Twitter at ChaiFM or on the Facebook page 101.9 ChaiFM. Just a quick reminder, please, it is important that you stay safe during these holidays. Uh, you do not want to begin your new year with causing illness to others. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Um, I want to remind everybody to please have a wonderful pay, uh, Rosh Hashanah. I am going to now cover our updates from around the wa- world and let's see what we have. So from South Africa, we have a lot of new products that have come on this month um, and last month. So the first one and the ones that have been removed from it. So the first one is um, All Brand High Fiber is back on the list. Sunbaked Brown Bread Rolls are now kosher. Um, However, their buns, rolls and treats are not. Then from the sauce kitchen, we have uh, Callisto's Jalapeno Salsa, Callisto's Mexican Chili Relish, and their Sweet ch- Jalapeno Chutley that have all been added to the list and are kosher parav. Um, then Checkers, Cape Point Crumbed Fish Fingers that are frozen are now also kosher. Um, they do require the Bethden logo on though. Collagene vitamin supplements are fish based supplements, so be, please be aware if you are um, allergic to fish. The Sunbake have got a lot more on their list. The farm style brown bread and their farm style white bread are now on the list. And Flora Margarine has added a plant based butter that is now available. It does require the Hesha once again. Their uh, so fruit juices 
um, two that are not no longer kosher. So the range is kosher except for these two, and that is the Health Shot CBD and the Health Shot Energy Drinks. Neither one of those are okay. And Simba has added a new flavor to their range, Simba Chips, and that is the Lay's Argentinian Cream Pepper Steak flavor. Those are Parov and do require the Beth Den stamp. Baking requisites, Barco Sprinkles Mix, um, Kosher Parov with the symbol. The Sunbreak Breads again, the Unsliced Brown, Unsliced wife, White, the Vitalite Crushed Wheat Bread, and the Vitalite Low GI Bread, the Brown and White are both on the list. Uh, chocolates, Kaylee's Belden Chocolates, Waxy's Chubby's Milk Chocolate Buttons, and the Waxy's Compound Milk Chocolate. All sizes are kosher, um, para, uh, milchik, sorry, and they do require the Beth Den's symbol on to make, to be able to eat them. Now we're looking at other places around the world. Um, so if you are sitting in, um, America or the US, the hostess brands have recalled an entire batch of burger and hot dog buns. I'm not going to list the batch dates because there are just too many for that. Um, then we have Kodiak cakes and cornbread mix under the OK symbol. The Kodiak cakes um, have been mistakenly marked as OK Parov um, and they are not. Um, they are dairy, so please be aware of that. Then um, from Ramat Gan, Hamek Dania Shel Hamashbecha, their bakery, um, I'm trying to see the translation, it doesn't say, but apparently there is a kashrut alert um, that they no longer kosher, let's put it this way. So they are no longer under the Badatz Yerushalayim um, kashrut authority. Then Simply Nature, tomato, basil and brown rice crackers. Once again, this is under the OU symbol. Um, they are listed as OU dairy, but all at the time it is dairy equipment. So there is no actual milk in them. Then, Dare to Be Different, uh, this is the Kosher Authority, uh, so K of K, if you are following them. Dare to Be Different, Broccoli Crusts, um, the incorrect nutritional um, information is on, and it says on there that there is mozzarella and parmesan cheese, but they are actually none, and it doesn't contain dairy, but it is labeled as parav, which is correct. So it's just the packaging that is wrong. Then a recall from America again, once again, Lay's, this is not a flavor we get here, Wavy Lay original potato chips in North Carolina, South Carolina and Virginia. They contain dairy products, so please be aware of that. Let's just see what else there is. The Canadian Kashrut Authority Jardy Plain Croutons, um, they wear the MK symbol. They are actually not kosher. Then from the Kashrut Authority of Detroit, vegetable juice, the V8 original vegetable juice in bottles. 
is OU certified and bears the OU symbol on the back. However, the 46-ounce can is not certified and should not have the OU symbol. So please be aware of that. Um, Star K no longer certifies the following. Aunt Grushy's Cookies and Crackers, BAD Food Company, Barely Bread, Buddy Bar Brands, Aunt Gussie's Cookies and Crackers, Early Bird Foods, Ella's Aunt Gussie's Cookies and Crackers. Real Cookies, Get Real Foods, Naked Granola, Naked Granola Cookie Division, Naked Way, The Naked Nutrition, and Black Family, uh, Kit O'Bites, Poppy Treats, or Poppy Industries. These are no longer kosher. Then, um, Vaad of Kansas City, the Riga Creamy Hollandaise Sauce Mix. It is mistakenly labeled parv, but it is in fact dairy. So those are the kashrut updates from around the world today. Once again, if you have any information or that you would like to share with us, please reach out, SMS us 34519, charged at 1 Rand 50, telegram 061-895-1019, email us on air at chaifm.com. You can reach out on Twitter at chaifm or on our Facebook page, 101.9 Chai FM. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. You are listening to Adrian Bugatti once again. Um, so I thought I'd share one or two recipes. I wasn't going to, but everybody needs some different types of recipes. So the one I shared earlier, which is no recipe at all, was the brisket and apple sauce or in apple juice. But here's a very easy roast beef, and it can be done in your slow cooker or in your oven, however you want it. It is a brisket of any size. That is your choice. Um, and to work out how much you need, it is about 250 grams per person, if that is the only thing you are serving. If you have decided to serve fish and meat, or two sources of protein, so you're going to do your fish meat starter, and then you're going to serve meat and chicken, you do not need as much brisket. You could do it at about 150 to 200 grams per person. So the first is a brisket. You want one onion that is sliced, a quarter cup of chutney, a quarter cup of cola, and a quarter cup of stock, salt and pepper to taste. You're going to... Put the onion at the bottom of your dish, whether you're using the slow cooker or the oven, you're going to put it at the bottom of your roasting dish. Brown your brisket in the frying pan and then place it on top of the onion. Season your brisket with some salt and pepper. And in a separate jug, you're going to mix the chutney, cola, stock all together, nicely blended. Pour it over your beef and cook on if you're in the slow cooker, cook on high for two to three hours or until it's cooked to your liking. If you're doing it in the oven, I would suggest between 160 and 180 or so for, um, until it's cooked to your liking. So about two hours if you're doing it at 160. Um, and a little tip when cutting meat is wait for it to cool before you slice it. 
it does slice better. So hopefully that will add to your delicious meal. Some tips on doing and keeping your budget down for any of these meals. Once again, and I say this for every meal, whether it's Shabbos or Yantav, is you do not need a million um, courses. And you do need to take into account that we have a curfew. So it is important that you are, um, you know, keeping the budget down. So my suggestion, and this is how I do it, is starter is usually soup. I do not usually serve fish. Um, I keep my fish for lunch. And um, I also um, serve only one meat, no fish. Um, no, and then I decide one night we will have brisket, one night we will have chicken. And the brisket recipe that I have given, you can actually use that, um, the applesauce one or the apple juice one, and you can make delicious chicken with that as well. It works just as well. Um, and that, that is my favorite one to do. Um, the other, you know, any sweet, sweet flavored, should I say meal, is perfect for Rosh Hashanah. Before I finish off, I would just like to give the traditional Rosh Hashanah greeting and L'shana Tava Umasukha, which it means for a good and sweet year. There is another greeting, um, and that translates to, um, I'm not going to attempt it, my Hebrew is not good enough, to a long and meaningful life for the year ahead. I'm Adrian Bugatti, and I hope you have an amazing Rosh Hashanah. Stay safe, stay warm, and thanks for listening.